um, I had a hearing test this weekend. How did it turn out? I for passed. You? Nice. No, no loss at all. Well, <laughs> I, don't lie. They didn't. I mean, it was sort of a pass fail situation. And oh yeah. Because sometimes they give you, they give you. I do it once a year. They give you a little graph that shows you all the frequencies that are dipping or I mean, losing. I had to have lost, but I made it all the way to the end. I know you've lost some. Why do you know? How do you know that? What? How do you know that? Uh, I would say because of the times you say what to me all the time. But mostly it's just because I'm thinking about something else. No, sometimes you're looking right at me. But I'm thinking about something else. And you ask me a question. Like right now? What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we watched the new train spotting uh, uh, trailer. Who are we? Uh, Jamie. And Travis. Present. Present. Uh, we're gonna do that every time. One of these days, I'm gonna see you do it enthusiastically. I'm gonna be happy. About oh, it. Fucking hate go it. listen to the podcast. He did it the first three times, amazingly, and it was his idea. I well, that's <laughs> the thing. It was a joke idea. Oh well, it's, and it's just stuck. Oh, it's yeah. Our group, our group, the 1491s. That was a joke as well. And now that's just what we're fucking called. 1491s. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. No, that's we cool. hate it. We hated it. Oh, but it's like nobody. Really... Nobody takes credit for it. Like people ask, like, how'd you get your name? And everybody passes the question off to somebody else. Why do you like it? Because we we brainstormed for like an hour one day when we did like our first video. We're like, oh, what should we call ourselves? And then we, were, you know, the Billy Jacks and all this like bullshit. Like everything that's sounded cool. really, really, yeah, it was stupid. And like we had no good ideas. Like we decided on nothing. And then at some point we needed to put something out. We're like, all right, well, fuck it. Yeah, 1491 sure sounds good. Whatever. That was, but it was just one of those things that like, it stood out a little bit. And when we put out our first thing, we were like, "Well, we got to call ourselves something," and nobody, but nobody takes credit for it. But we all, it was, uh, we thought of it as stupid as like the Billy Jacks and whatever else. Like really? we just, yeah, yeah, yeah hated it's it. It's so good. Yeah. I think you guys are so wrong on that. <laughs> I think it's really well. Now good. we are, you know. This but is Maisie like, Pensano. Oh yeah, he's back yeah. with us. Our uh, tra- Jamie and Travis presents uh, film expert, um, yeah, Doctor Pensano. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Let's call him the Doc. Oh, Doc. The Doctor is in. Doc. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's gonna be one of those. Can stick. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I think fourteen ninety ones is cool. All right. I, don't know. I, I think it's good. Well, for me, it's I immediately know what it is. You have sixty one thousand likes on Facebook. Fourteen ninety one. So you guys did something. Christ. Right. Yeah. And now after this, with our backing. On our Facebook followers, you guys could have sixty-one thousand and two hundred likes. After, I'm with that. After that this nice. airs, it's mainly uh, family members, my high school friends, and some ex-girlfriends. Yeah. So sounds good. Yeah, they'll love. Like they will love your brand of humor. <laughs> um, all right, so we're back. Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yes, I hopefully you listen to the other episode. You can stop right now and go listen to it. Yeah, you can stop. Because we discussed the first two of the trilogy. You can open Podbean in two windows. You can open Podbean in two windows and listen to both of these at the same time. Totally. Um, oh, and backwards. There's uh, a lot of secret messages. But yeah, so we're, we're on the third movie. We are. I'd like to bring oh. up something that we hadn't talked about oh, last time, yes. which is uh, Hans Zimmer. Please. Oh, oh, thank you. Sorry, Yes. I have, I, it's written in bold on my thing. Although in the first movie, he splits it with John Newton Howard, who is who has some TV experience more than movie experience, and you can tell. Yeah, not my favorite guy. Yeah, I know. There's moments of uh, uh, xylophone, uh, crotales type of uh, uh, jangliness that's yeah. not as exciting. But once, uh, specifically, Dark Knight Rises begins, 
there is an intense drama in the music oh. for on he's either playing or it's silent it's either it's either music or silent and amazing uh, Jamie is uh, sorry hanging I'm out about on to YouTube hit you with something <laughs> You guys, you guys keep talking. Right. Ja- ja- Jamie's Facebooking during our discussion. Sorry, I, inter- I interrupted you because that was exciting as fuck for me. Because I love film scores, I write film scores. I, I think this is one of the best Hans Zimmer. Yeah, minus yeah. Interstellar. Interstellar might be the best Hans Zimmer score um, ever. I, for one of the true worst romances in his score. Hmm? Is the opening of True Romance is my favorite film score. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah, yeah. You said that was a... Well, no, it's a throwback. So there's a song called uh, Gassenhauer from uh, a movie um, in the 70s called Badlands, Terrence Malick's second flick. And that that little um, uh, that little piece that Hans Zimmer did for the opening of True Romance, and for, like it plays throughout, it's like so their theme, uh, comes from... It's like a little throwback to Badlands. So you know, good. the, the couple drums. going across... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Okay. Where does the sound come from? I don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you guys hear that? You can edit, right? Yeah. Can edit. <laughs> I'm gonna edit so the podcast is just him being confused by technology. This is how Dark Knight starts, and it is fucking intense. Yeah. We can only do 15 seconds before we get sued. Um, uh, I will say his use of strings is almost always an effect. Not necessarily, not necessarily a melody. Like he loves a whole string section to drone. Yeah, and you like, yeah. and you hang on that shit. You don't know what it is, and that's what's beautiful about it is you don't know. You're not sitting there thinking, "This is this is an orchestra." Yeah, right. This is like this is sound, well, and it's what? well because you know that he can too. Is the thing like you yeah. know he can, and you know he had like uh, his. So I think it was him. He st- the stuff he did for the Thin Red Line. Oh yeah, um, is sort of, was one of the. I mean, it, it starts out like just that little... I mean, it sounds it's similar in, in, um, in tone to some of the Dark Knight stuff, but the stuff he did for Thin Red Line, like um, the song Journey to the Line, when they're, you know, when they're wiping out this little village, mm-hmm. is easily one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. Not just like for film scores, but just yeah. in general. Like You can listen to that stuff all day. And... That to res- like, and it's this big swelling, sweeping, you know, again, oh, Terrence Malick again. Uh, yeah. It's this big, beautiful, poetic, over the top thing. But then he can do <coughs> the thing about Hans Zimmer's stuff is that he can <coughs> restrain himself and use just a little bit of that. And yeah, to hold on that droning, those strings oh, that just so go, you're like, it fills you with this anxiety. And you're just watching, it's super, super simple. You're just watching some guys like go into a bank, there's only four or five of them. And they're just like offing each other as each one gets their job done. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. watching no, this stuff. Unreal. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's so cool. So I went and saw Arrival the other night. The oh. new it sucks. Damn it! Yeah, know, come it's on. Very the, disappointing. Oh, the previews are I know. fucking dope. It sucks. I like the Arrival part, with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Part of the problem. <laughs> that's not that. the same. <laughs> For me, the the like overscoring, the huge, like lush symphonic swells and it's super emotive and everything Mm -hmm. I'm so over that and there's so much of that shit going on but this sound like think about (laughs) (laughs) keep doing it can you guys hear that shit? yeah can you guys hear that shit? you know we could just pull oh party 
So that's this is, how. Oh, I can't wait for the next party at your house. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the next party at your house. This is what you're playing. But uh, that's <laughs> that so great. I guess what I'm trying to say is there is in the Dark Knight, there has to be over two hours and ten minutes of score. Oh yeah. I mean, it, most of the scenes have something that you can't even really necessarily hear, but when it's gone, you notice. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it is that whole movie is building tension largely because of dialogue and some really awesome screenwriting, but because of that shit, because of the Hans Zimmer. At its at its basic level, like using musical themes, you know, like a theme for every yeah. character, he is the guy who uses one note as a theme. For each character, and you know the difference immediately. You know, yeah. oh, Batman's about to be in the scene. Yeah. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Oh, somebody's about to die. Like, you feel it so hard. Uh, I was reminded Gladiator, the score in Gladiator, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'm unabashedly love that movie. Yeah. Even, it's great. Even like, I love it for the dumb reasons. Oh, did you just use swords as scissors? Huh, okay. Uh, that score is amazing because it, it straddles that line of simplicity with Grand. Mm-hmm. But he also did fucking pirate, all the Pirates of the Caribbean. So he can write, he can write the, the, the stupid xylophone action scene swashbuckler thing as well. Super pro. So well, him and, uh, him and, and Nolan yeah. are responsible for the bomb. Oh, totally. That took over all of like the late, you yeah. know, first decade of the 2000s. Yes. Like all of the like everybody after that everybody was like, Bwah. my God, we're just gonna be hearing this all day. Do you know what this song is called? <laughs> no. It's called Why So Serious. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's a Batman reference. Can't hear it. I think it sounds. Off. Oh my sound! I'm, I'm muted. <laughs> you guys hear that? It's like doing a podcast with my dad. You guys hear that? <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> Okay, yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So we're talking about the third one. Because, yeah, Hans Zimmer's yeah. a big part of why... Hans Zimmer's a big right. part of it, and he's a big part of Nolan's life, obviously. All of the trilogy, Inception, Interstellar. Um, and, and Interstellar is the best example of non-traditional, but still sounds normal. Yeah. Uh, it's non-traditional instruments. It's, it's a lot of synth for him. It's non-traditional, and it's so fucking, like, big mm-hmm. for a movie that didn't deserve that score. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, what a for the most part, I, I think it's movie. the I think it's the best space adventure movie up until it becomes the weirdest uh, quantum physics uh, confusing thing. And I, I I get what they were trying to do, but even I'm watching it, I I feel like well, this is weird. Why didn't you just have him die? Because you just had him die, and it, the movie would have been over, and I would have been like, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we're going to take him through this portal, through this bookshelf, through this thing, and he's going to meet his daughter. Ah, tied it up too pretty. Sorry. Someday we're going to sit and talk about Interstellar. <laughs> More than just why I hate the ending. Uh, so we're talking about uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, it, what I'm reminded of right off the bat is everybody made fun of the voice. Right on, uh, like... What? Everybody, everybody, all the... Sorry. When the first when the first movie came out, when it first came out, everybody hated Bane's voice. Oh, I think that's the best part. I think it's the best part as well because it's so separate and so strange. When they're in the plane in the opening scene, and, brother, and oh, yeah. and he's got the hood over his head. Yep, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's that. so great. So I well, and that's and what is that? Why why is why 
why did that take over media when it first came out? I don't remember people hating it. People hated it? Yeah, we're at least yeah. making fun of it. Yeah. And <sighs> saying that it was out of place or strange. Remember, this is a comic book movie. I feel like that's the only part of the movie that is like that weird. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's a great juxtaposition to, again, a city getting destroyed in a movie. And, and the acknowledgement of that is like weird. Uh, we're going to drop the bottom out of a football stadium, but that's not the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> the weird part is his voice. No, uh, I, I love it. I, I love, and I'm, I'm still curious. I never looked it up. Is that actually Tom Hardy's voice? Is it 80 yard? Is it, or did they, did they stick a mic in there? I'm sure, it later? I'm, I'm sure it's 80 yard. It yeah. must be 80 yard. Like, uh, but you know, on, on the day you can't just be talking through that thing. And no, but know. Tom Hardy, that's fucking great. Yeah. Like another another point for Tom Hardy for me. Uh, if that's the voice he came up with, and if that's the voice that he ADR'd, it is so good. So good. I love I love that it, it sounds obviously it's ADR'd. I love that it sounds ADR'd too. Like it's so separate from everybody else. Yeah. It's so separate. Time. I love that. Yeah. Uh Tom Hardy's amazing. He is so amazing. He's another specimen. You, you mentioned uh he mentioned, uh, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale being a specimen, a perfect specimen of human uh, <laughs> in the first two movies. Oh. Tom Hardy is definitely a specimen in this one. Also, FYI, sorry, I'm not listening because <laughs> because, because I was curious about the, the voice thing. Yes, go. Yes. Uh, so originally... He the heart the Bane voice was like an Irish gypsy, uh, like uh, n- knuckle bare knuckle fighter. Oh, like uh, Brad Pitt like and Snatch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when they screened it, no one could understand Bane. Oh, so all of that is overdubbed. Nolan and Bane cl- or and Tom Hardy trying to clean it up. Oh, I think it's weird and like off putting and. Like, kind of, you're like, why, why is it like this? But it's the same thing. Why does he have that fucking thing on his face? Yeah. Is I don't it know. Any Apparently weir- makes his voice sound weird. Is it any weirder than Heath Ledger's Joker's voice? Like, is it really any weirder than that? As far as being no. strange and... And maybe it sucks that I'm, I'm trying, because like, J- Heath Ledger and Joker very intentionally were from nowhere. Yeah. You know? Being... We, we actually do get his origin story, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Um, so it, I know it's a different, it's apples and oranges, but I do like that that voice, like you can't put a finger on it, and you're like, what yeah. is that? I yeah. think that's cool. I think, well, I think, the, I, think it, I think it helps with who he is, too, because when he goes into a place, uh, and Tom Hardy is obviously responsible for a lot, like he's so bulky, so big, that he so takes big. up all of the room, but it doesn't matter how fantastic uh, things are um, that are going on around him, he just looks like he's in control of it, yeah. which is interesting because yeah. like you have some pretty far fetched stuff, like the opening scene with the plane and all of that happening. Like he just walks through it, like he knows how to. He's like, yeah, I've been walking down planes my whole life, like going yeah. from seat to seat. Yeah. Or you know when um, when uh, oh. when he gets into a fight, what's interesting is that nothing surprises him no. to me. Like the lights go off and he's just like, oh. You know, looks yeah, around yeah. and he's like, oh, the dark, the dark. Yeah, you think darkness is your friend. And you're like, and it doesn't matter what's going on. He's just sort of like, uh, nothing gets him confused. Nothing like shakes him. So he's yeah. just this giant presence. And for the, his voice, I think, is like super casual through the whole thing. 
And I think that's what makes it eerie because there's a million different, like big things going on, like fantastical things. And he is this, like this rock through it all. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Nothing phases him, which, and it, and it makes sense at the end because his plan, like when you see him like crawling all over the plane and shit, the whole objective, if, if he succeeds, he's going to die. Right. He's going to blow up. Yeah. Right. So he's already on a suicide mission. And when you realize that, like, yeah, he's fucking terrifying because he's also gigantic. He's also, yes, he's a he's large gigantic. man. And I love that his voice, there's something about, like, the mix with his voice in the films where it sounds, like, amplified. Yeah. It's, like, in front of everything. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. Like, imagine being in a room with that dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. A suspension of disbelief is required, and that shouldn't be even said. And this is still back to the people that complained about that voice. Like, right. Let's let's say, let's say I will. Th- okay, my theory is between these three villains, between Ra's al Ghul, uh, which I want to say Gould, which makes him <laughs> uber <laughs> uber Jewish. Uh, uh, between him, Joker, and Bane, I'll say Liam Neeson's voice is the fakest. It's the one that I'm the least believable, and not just being funny, but saying that I'll believe v- Bane's voice. I'll believe that as a character before I'll believe. Uh, Mr. Neeson. Mr. Neeson. Yeah, or just Batman's voice. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't believe uh, that. I don't really believe that one. At some point, uh, it's yeah. silly. Especially when he makes jokes, which is in this movie. He makes one oh, joke. Oh, God. That's he, what that feels like? That's the, what that feels uh, like. He's alone. The lone Catwoman has that's ditched him. That's what that feels like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, I mean, uh, yeah. yes, it's, 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 it's silly, but I guess that's the deal. He's, he's, he's method in his superhero that I put the I put the mask on I put the cowl on right I'm Batman. It, well, that makes sense, except that's not how it was in the first movie. In no. the first movie, you know, he puts stuff on, and he's terrifying when he's um, uh, you know, uh, Gordon's partner in the first movie when he like hangs him upside down after he steals some falafel from a vendor, and like oh, hangs yeah. him upside down, <laughs> and just like you know, he's shaking because he's so full of this like rage monster stuff, and he's just like. You know, where were the drugs? It's a simple question, but he screams it in his face. And it reminds me of when, you know, uh, Keith Ledger, you know, says the look at me line. Oh, he's recording. Yeah. Oh, totally. Those two, like, it's just like animalistic, like raw. And you're like, holy shit. But, you know, when he's, you know, and this is, I know this is before he puts on, like, the cape and cowl, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's, you know, he whispers to Jim Jim Gordon when he breaks into his office. And yes. He's just, it's like this small thing. He's like, I'm just not going to let you know who I am. And it, and... But then, when you get to the second movie and the third movie, like puts on puts on the mask, and suddenly he's gargling know. rocks. Yeah, well, gargling his rocks. voice yeah. gets. I, this almost certainly was not intentional, but you know, uh, he gets darker from from when he puts on the the costume for the first time to basically fifteen minutes before the ending of the third one. Mm. He is on a fairly downward trajectory emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like Bruce Wayne is he's pretty fucked up at the beginning of the third one. And I wonder and he's like maybe the darkness has taken over a little bit. That certainly is a theme in the second one. So maybe the voice is like uh his transformation. What do you think of that he's, shit? Di- he's disappearing into his own character. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, sure. Yeah. Sure. Possible. Uh but I, I think it's I think it's mo- most of the time for two or three of those moments it's just poor choices. Yeah, that's poor choice to have him do the voice. It would be actually funnier to me if he would have said, So that's how that feels 
in his own voice. And I was been like, oh, well, because he is still human. He's still this person. Right, right. He's not. He's not the bat. Um, is is Michael Caine whiny as fuck, or is it just exposition? In or the is third it just, one, yes. He's a, he's a total boner in the third one. <laughs> I agree. Alfred I mean, I think it, I think one. it's amazing acting when he is so sad. I'm actually like. Oh, yeah, he's lost same. his. He's lost his. This is his only family. Uh, this is this thing, but is it too much? Is it a little over the top? Yeah, he doesn't need to cry. No, and it's really. I mean, it's it's convenient, right? And we talked about like the, the idea that this is a. Um, it's probably a plot device to get Alfred out of Gotham, like yeah. for him to him and Batman to come to a head, and for him to leave, because once Bane takes over Gotham after he blows up the stadium and. You know, all the bridges and everybody's trapped there in this weird, you know, um, uh, whatever it, whatever it is. <laughs> S- <laughs> Suddenly, sequestered, sequestered yeah. city. Um, he, like, what would Alfred do if he was still in Gotham? He wouldn't, he, A, he wouldn't stand for everything that's going on. So he'd probably get thrown out onto the ice yeah. initially like, from Jump Street. And if not, then, like, where would he be? Would he just be hunkered down in Wayne Manor, like, waiting for Batman to come yeah, back yeah. from his, like, prison thing? Would he go looking for Batman? There's a lot of... He would be um, a huge loose end. Yeah. And for to get rid of him before all the shit goes down makes sense narratively. But it does, you know... There are some things in these films that feel really clunky, and that's sort of one of them. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, to, to have the... Um, the It feels tacked on, the, like, Goodwill Hunting ending. Like all right, so Batman's just happy in Italy now, <laughs> like happy hanging, Italy, hanging out with and, and Robin, which yeah. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I'll admit that when it happened, Garden, I was like, yeah. yeah. But watching it the third, eighth, ninth time, I was like, oh, they could have done that so much better. Like they could have, they could have just, uh, it could have been, he could have been Robin from the first scene. Yeah, yeah. and I would have been like, then you're like the, the anticipation of is he going to take the job. But then it becomes like him tossing his badge in the river. Instantly, I was like, "Oh wait, he's not giving up. Yeah. He's going to be the new Batman." Oh, they made him Robin. Oh, that's so cool, but it's done so badly. <laughs> it's, Damn it's, it! It's hard though, right? Like with with a movie that's uh, been with a story that's been told so many times, it makes sense that in the third one they want to add another uh, protagonist. Yeah. Like another good character, right? Because yeah. we've already done two movies with Alfred and Gordon and Batman, you know. Uh, so it makes sense. The thing that sucks is when it's Batman. If there's somebody helping him, it if it's not meant to be Robin, everyone's gonna think it's Robin. Yeah. So it just kind of has like it. You it has to be Robin. Yeah. You know that has to be Catwoman. Well, there's but there's no moment where they say like where Anne Hathaway's character is referred to as Catwoman. There's no, no moment where they she sh- does have she ears. does have ears. <laughs> yeah. She does have her sweet goggles, which yeah. they do from nearly the beginning. Right. So you're you know that one, but they never say like, well, it's like you're, it's, it's I can't believe you're such a woman, who who likes cats. There's no yeah. moment where that happens. So I appreciate that one much more than I appreciate. Oh, you should go by your first name. It's a beautiful name or whatever the fuck yeah. she says. <laughs> whatever she says. Robin. 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 Yeah. And then he swings in through his harness with a... Uh, with a, uh, What bugs me more than anything is Batman is the ultimate gear guy. Batman yeah. loves gear. Totally. Yeah. And he sent his new sidekick into a cave with a shoulder bag, with a messenger bag or a piece of luggage as opposed to a backpack. Yeah, come on. 
He swung in there. He swung well, in there, and it hits him in the face as he's swinging in. In the first one, though, he climbs up a fucking mountain with a satchel. If you remember, well, that's more like he so made maybe that. He had to maybe, make that. But thing. maybe that's part of the sure training. Okay, satchels. This is why we hate the movie. That was good. That was the first half of this podcast. <laughs> this is why we hate this movie. But it's one of the. I think it's amazing. So, uh, uh, you think the third one's amazing? I I, I personally love the third one because it's. Uh, I like the. I love the villain. And I love the turn. The turn to find out that the villain is just the sidekick of the main villain actually surprised me. And I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see that coming at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, and I, you I'm know, sure I, there's plenty. I know a lot of people had a uh, problem with, you know, because, you know, whatever, these are superhero movies and they are convoluted. But what I liked about, so they're like, oh, they couldn't find a bomb that just went off in five minutes. Um, I remember that was a thing. Yeah. And, um, but you think back to, if she's trying to, if, you know, uh, who we find out is Talia al Ghul is trying to, like, live out her father's legacy in the League of Shadows, one of the things that he says, and one of the things is they want to see not just Gotham, like, be destroyed, anybody can sort of nuke a place, but for it to rip itself apart yeah. first. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you need months, but you also need a ticking clock for Batman to be able to, live. you know, you need that for the movie. It makes sense to me. I don't really have a problem with it. I know other people sort of did. They're like, it's really, you know, convoluted, so it could, you know, you can have all these scenes, but... I do like the idea of watching, you know, the the crazy courtroom scenes with Scarecrow oh, so and good, watching yeah. all of these people devolve. Like it's Batman's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bane, it's again, it's it's not done well, it's clunky, but it's, you know, he sits him in front of a TV, albeit in some random place in a in a, in a giant well of a prison. But he says, "I'm going to let you watch your city tear itself to pieces." And then you can die, like, and then, but then it's not just he can die, but it's like, and then Gotham can die, yeah. Too like it's it's not so you're if you're gonna take down um, a symbol of something, you have to like take down its meaning, and then you have to like it has to rip itself to bits before then it can like croak. Yeah. And watching that happen, oh, it's America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's happening it's, now. It's oh, all, all Trump needs is a mask and a voice. Yep. Uh, Wait, were you finished with that thought? Yeah, yeah, no. I, so I like I liked the timeline, um, not only because it you know it gives you like Batman has to go on this journey of like getting over his pain and sort of healing himself and climbing up the well and you know uh, figuring that out, but also um, I like that you are watching um, people just be base, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially you know with like somebody like the Scarecrow presiding over everybody's courts and it just not making any sense and you just created this world of of madness and I really really liked that I thought it was good yeah so, I'm in I, I so this is my least favorite of the movies and it's not I so I also love Bane I love Tom Hardy mm-hmm. the opening scene in the airplane is fucking great um, and I love most of the movie uh, I think that what I don't like about it and like I guess my hang up with it is uh, is it fails at doing something the first one does really well, which is deal with the passage of lots of time in a way that doesn't feel clunky to me. Like, the first one covers a lot of years from the death of his uh, of Bruce Wayne's parents uh, to him leaving Gotham and going to Asia or wherever he is and then coming back. And it, and it does it, it. It deals with all that time really seamlessly you know like the pacing in that movie is really tight and fast and you never like feel like it's the third one 
felt like when after Bane breaks his back, which I love that they actually did that. Yeah. That was awesome. Pain. Uh, but after Bane... Bane. Pain. Sorry. Mm. Oh, what? <laughs> uh... uh uh, yeah, after after Bane breaks his back and and then like fucking flies to, to I don't know Turkmenistan or wherever that is. Yeah, uh, just to drop him. In, off. Yeah, just to drop him in the prison. Uh, and then he like recovers from a broken back and then he like tries three times to get out of the fucking prison. I I wish I needed like a a. Restart because that's like a month, like uh, yeah, is what it seemed. But I think the broken back would have taken no, no, it takes it's it's like it's like nine months or is eight it? Okay. months or something, something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's months that's and fine. months, yeah. you know, because the bomb I forget. Oh, the bomb Morgan Freeman says Lucius says how long the bomb will it's like five months, it's like five months yeah. or something. So you know, that's roughly to the day. The yeah. day the bomb was going to explode. <laughs> uh, so, and, the, and his back wasn't broken. It was just a disc protruding. <laughs> it was just his spine <laughs> Which was got fucking punched back into his back by an old man. Yep. So good. Uh, but, <laughs> so good. But is, yeah. Is he better at pain? Is, is Christopher, or sorry, is Christian Bale better at pain than Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, Revenant. Revenant. No. no, Leo. Leo's better for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Was, easy. I'm glad. I'm glad you said but that. But the best person is Mel Gibson. You watch Mel Gibson get tortured, and you're like, I feel this. I feel this all day. Oh, Braveheart. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, was, oh. I was thinking when he got tortured in uh, Lethal Weapon Two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When so he, I feel like he actually. I was yeah. like, man, Mel Gibson's shoulder really pops out like that, oh, and he so just slams it into post. And, I can't wait to watch all four Lethal Weapons. And oh my all god. All five yeah. diehards. <laughs> Oh. Five yeah, Jesus. We're gonna well, we're gonna a little hint. We're we're gonna do the first three. We don't need to worry about the the last two. Oh, well, maybe we only need to worry I, about I the think, last two. Actually, know. let's just do the first one. Oh, the building. Oh, uh, oh uh, Germans. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Sorry. But so, yeah. So anyway, that's my problem. The third one, it's just it's like a little. And I and you, I think Mixie, you said to me once that you thought it was cool that they kept to do a trilogy rather than doing like a a part one and two with the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's bullshit. But I would have been okay with it. And then, yeah, and then maybe another. And I'll say this about the 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 turn at the end. I I would I don't like that because Miranda. I don't into like Talia. I don't like turns where it was impossible for me to predict it. I like turns where you say, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Yeah, you know, like kind of like like Gordon in the second one being the driver. Yeah, and it totally when you watch the second turn, like why is that guy wearing a mask driving the car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, why I like the turn and why I think it is predictable is they spend the first half of the movie making jokes about him dating about uh, Bruce Wayne. He needs to date more. Oh, you just need to date more because both old characters, both the old, both the father figures, tell him he needs to date more. Uh, but it's because his girlfriend dies and, in the second one. I know, and it's and his then, fault. And then he actually does—he actually does date someone, and and it's after both of his father figures are kind of gone. Yeah, he actually dates somebody, and that ends up being the one who turns on him. I think that's why it is explainable, like why it is predictable. What? Yeah, you think that's a clue? Well, that's the. But only he one. has sex for the first time in the three movies. Yeah. Well, have you seen every horror movie from the eighties? 90s and kind of now what 
that's always the turn is whoever whoever the virgin the virgin it's the scream theory it's the screen it's the first scream movie theory that the virgin that has sex is the first person to die that's how you can predict that yeah so then you can predict that not predict i think that's the wrong word it's veiled and well you said you couldn't predict this just the, the turn you can't not with not based on that information. Well, I don't think you. I don't think you should be able to predict the turn. That's what I don't makes think you can turn. see that it's Talia Al Ghul, but you know there's something more going on with her. Also, like, you know, a trope is not she's too a nice. good uh, no, no indicator of a turn to me. No, but if you watch the Prestige, which like this I did, is just a reason why it's why it's bad. If you watch the Prestige, the, which I did the night before we watched uh, the Batman movies, uh, awesome. Then that. the the turn is a little more predictable. Because that's kind of a Nolan thing. Well, in, in that movie, You have though, to have a turn that lasts from scene one to the last scene. And I'm not saying predictable, but there needs to be something that doesn't make sense. And if the turn is it, that getting explained... Yeah. yeah it yeah. doesn't. I don't need to be able to predict oh, it. Oh, totally. You're correct. But, you know, it, f- it feels like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh. Where you're like, oh, he okay, so why great. don't we just skip to the beginning of the third act when... Uh, or the end of the third act... When it's a new when movie. ...when we discover that, like, the plants are killing people. Yeah, that one. Well, that's the that's the beginning that of, shit. or that's kind of the end of him. You think? But what? He has some crazy new movie coming out. Yeah. Split. Yeah, it looks good. It looks kind of like good. That, it I looks love scary, that character. Right? Yeah. Who is it? Oh, James McAvoy. Oh, it's the guy with all the yeah yeah. But then he's a monster. Possibly. I think that's going to oh, be the big oh, issue. That looks really crazy. The turn. But he's like climbing on a wall at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is the turn? Is the turn like American Psycho, where you don't know if it actually happened or not? Like, American Psycho, where you're like, did he just dream this whole movie? Did he just dream all this horrible shit? Because (laughs) it was some horrible shit that (laughs) somebody would have noticed. Uh, So... Oh, yeah. If you have to pee, you can go pee. I'm good. I I wear a stadium buddy for these podcasts. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Stadium Buddies. Um, So, uh, what was I going to ask you? Because I'm so interested in... How do you feel about the convoluted plot? How do you feel about... We talked about it in the first one, but how do you feel about this one being so perfect? There's there's a hundred things that have to go right in his plan or her plan. Uh, it drives me a little nuts. I love... So I love Bane taking over the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is great. Um, and it's it's weird to me that everybody stays within who they are as a profession when things hit when the shit hits the fan mm-hmm. so like when um the bombs go off and all the cops are locked down in the sewers together and when they emerge i think if you are locked in a sewer for five months you're going to be wondering how your family is but instead <laughs> they free them and batman has an army they're ready, an army. To, <laughs> ready to yeah, go yeah, fight yeah. they are cops still well, and they, they're defined by their copness. What they didn't show was that um, Robin was putting messages down into the sewer about every member's family. Yeah, they didn't show everybody. that. They didn't yeah. show that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, they come up and they're like, it's basically like, all right, our army of cops is free. Yeah. And you're like, really? That's not, not, <laughs> there's not one of those dudes that's like, I got to figure out where my family is. Yeah. Did they go out on the ice? I don't know. Yeah. What are these tribunals people are having? But how cool does that look, though? That's the whole point. Oh, I love that. Yeah. How cool does that look? Yeah. All the cops walking down the street. So good. Yeah, that's really cool. But uh, also, all you think is like, fuck, so many people are about to die. This is not how they should do this. Yeah, but yet not too many people actually die. No, because of the bat. Just Matthew Modine. Oh, I, I'd love some Modine. I, I, I do like 
he's good in this because it's straight. It's he's straight. He yeah. he isn't playing a he, he isn't a little goofy. He isn't a little weird. He's just like uh, he's he's strong in the beginning. He turns lazy. He comes back to strong. I think it's a nice yeah. side character. Um, they brought back characters for this movie. They brought back Scarecrow, but they didn't, and I'm glad because the Joker's still alive. He's in Arkham, right? Yeah. He, they didn't bring him back. Well, Heath Ledger's dead. Was that what happened? <laughs> that's not funny, but that's true. <laughs> and good. I mean, not good that he's dead, <laughs> but good that they didn't replace him. Like, they didn't, like, allude to, oh, and also, the Joker's doing... There, there was no aside. There was no oh, moment yeah. where they Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have to explain it away. I, I like that. Well, he that's doesn't good. fit. He totally. doesn't fit into that story. Although and, like, there's chaos. And he, like, there is chaos, but uh, Joker also... If you... Because... What, Talia? Is that her name? Hmm. Talia and Bane. Miranda. Are willing to die for their cause, right? Uh, Joker would say no fucking way. Yeah, I don't think she's willing to die for her cause. Oh, I think she totally. Maybe I think she's about to die. Maybe I think she movie. planned on living though. She she was going to Bane was going to die, as we find out, because and she does the same thing to him that he does to the opening character that he leaves in the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love that. I am curious. So what do you guys? So the in the beginning. And maybe they explained this and I just didn't get it. In the beginning on the plane where he says, no, you stay here, brother. They're, we'll expect to find one of us in the wreckage. And the guy looks at him like... like, like it's crazy. Like, well, and like it was like there's some like occultist shit happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did know? we start a fire? Did, did, mm-hmm. Has the fire started? Yeah. That yeah. was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to explain that because it's clearly... He's selling something. Selling that something people, to these dudes. Yeah, totally. You know, making people zealous. And I never really got what it that was. Well, it's that's a good point. Well, it's yeah. nice uh, in a good way. It explains all the minions. Cause yeah. In every in every villainous movie, they don't explain why there's this right. whole army of people that are just helping ruin. Yeah. Well, they do. They did that pretty well, though, in in all of these things, actually. For so for in Batman Begins, they had the League of Shadows, and they all mm-hmm. they've all gone there because of some reason, ninjas. and they're all dedicated to the cause because they're ninjas. And then in the second one, you know, you you meet the guy with the uh, Rachel Dawes pin, and you know uh, Harvey Dent tries to get information out of him. And Batman's like, "What are you doing? This is the kind of guy the Joker attracts, like somebody that's just going to follow him blindly because right. he's insane." Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's and that's all you need. So all of Joker's henchmen are crazy like him. Yep. Or yeah. and but look up to him as like something bigger. And then for this one, yeah, the beginning is like, oh well, Bane's selling him something. You don't know what it is, uh, but however, however that works, um, they definitely look to Bane with a reverence of like, nope, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fine. Totally. And yeah. that's yeah. And it's not just intimidation or fear. They're like. The way the believers, yeah, and yeah. maybe it's bad. Maybe the guy like oversold it. Maybe he wasn't supposed to like look doe eyed at him and be like. <laughs> I think if you were to look oh, at Tom Hardy, like, you would just have that oh, feeling. Fuck, man, um, <laughs> I'm going. I, I I did a lot of interneting during the movie, and one of my favorite things was uh, fan theories, weird fan theories. And I want to know what you guys think. I'll just say it. Uh, I won't go into the too many details. One of the fan theories is that Bane was on Batman's side the whole time. Because he believes in Batman and wanted Batman to rise again. And the whole plan was, Bane has this plan. He's going to do this whole thing. Uh, convince Batman that Gotham... He, this is, as the plan goes, the theory. One, uh, convince Batman that Gotham needs him. Uh, convince Batman that he's more powerful as a symbol of the man behind the mask. And convince Gotham that they need Batman. 
is that is that way over the top? It's so over the top. Yeah, yeah. But I found that uh, that was that was that was interesting that somebody thought about it that hard. Well, uh, that's these these movies create that right because you you have uh, in the Dark Knight there's a villain without a backstory, which is great because you just want him to be this whatever he is. It doesn't matter. It's the story that. Uh, um, Michael Caine tells that Alfred tells about you know the guy that just would he's like I just do it for the sport of it like you know you want to yeah. watch it's a dude that wants to watch the world burn and that's fine you get that but what that what you create then is like people online later on being like well you know I saw a theory of like oh Joker was a war vet and he's got you know and so that explains all his military training Sorry. how he's able to use the bazookas yeah. and all and I'm like I don't no the point is who cares like no. uh, you know. exactly but I'm glad they didn't make him the same as the Joker. He yeah. cares. Yeah. Yeah. Bane cares. Like, he's doing this because, like, it, it matters. Well, Joker, it, nothing mattered. Bane thinks everything matters. Thinks that destruction of Gotham will change the world for the better. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the way he, he tries to explain it. He has a purpose. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, and that seems like really, any purpose seems really heavy-handed compared to Joker. He yeah. He feels like, oh. They didn't spend that much time on the backstory, though. No, they spent they didn't. enough time to define, to trick you into yeah. the ending, and, um, to, and to, for Talia to be like, she's just gonna. The, and the reason that it makes sense for you know you're gonna watch Gotham tear itself apart and then die is because Talia is like, I'm gonna live out my father's legacy. It wasn't yeah. around like we you know, whatever, but this yeah. is this is what I'm gonna do for him. Yeah, I'm gonna complete what he. And you're like, oh, so it's just it's an extension of the first one without the second one, really. Like, um, I think. yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, and fan theories like that are, like, conflating a couple things. One being that bad guys exist in stories to make the good guys good guys. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, I don't think Bane Bane was not on Batman's side. But uh, the writer... Definitely, the point of Bane was to make Batman a good of guy. Of course, oh, of course. You know what I mean? The and they're, and they're story. just, like, confusing that little thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like, someone yeah. wrote it and Bane has to exist. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that person didn't like the movie, and that's how they that that's what made them like it. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> then have have at it, man. I think that's totally plausible. Um, awesome. Do you think another thing, and maybe this is just me personally, Christopher Nolan has a penchant for making characters whiny. Mm. In my mind, Alfred gets kind of whiny, yeah. and like and like sort of pathetic, like they just become weak, uh, and often it's with women, but. But uh, Alfred becomes kind of whiny. Talia is really whiny because, like, she's gonna, you're really gonna kill like 10 million people because you're mad about your dad. Interstellar, they do it to Jessica Chastain. She's like moping oh, the whole worst. fucking it's life dumb. because her dad wanted to save humanity. Yeah, it's dumb. You know, so, like, so he's really good at like being really reductive with people's feelings, and it the result is that they're just yeah. kind of bitchy. Well, and the wife kills herself in Prestige. Uh, it is really uh, and Batman can be kind of whiny I mean everybody is whiny at turns uh, even fucking Harvey Dent is whiny yes um, and I don't, why did I start talking about that hmm. does he do something does he does he not make someone whiny Modine think, is whiny in the third one the yes. only person that's not is um, Joker well and uh, and Robin <laughs> Robin's never won- uh Although he's passive aggressive as hell too. Passive aggressive, yes. He's like you know, yeah. you know, maybe you know, whatever the boys' home stuff, all that shit. Yeah. You know, maybe Batman he's come back. That all of those conversations are, are definitely like it's a it's a version of whiny. But he never himself. He's always he fights through the end yeah. through the whole time. How how does he know how does he know that he's Batman just based on the look? 
The look. Oh man, I saw that look. Yeah. And nobody else. The the girlfriend. The everybody else doesn't know that Bruce is Batman. Was it the look or was it the swagger? (laughs) 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 I hate that word. Hate that word as much as I hate the word awesome. Awesome. Um, so I have to another thing that Nolan does in these in these movies. Say, well, so I gotta go. <laughs> All right, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I gotta hurt him. Well, I just gotta be somewhere. No, I just got shit to do. Uh, no, the um, the thing that I in these movies in particular, but Nolan sort of does it randomly, is um, using fantastic actors mm-hmm. or like underusing fantastic actors. Yeah. So like Ben Mendelsohn is in The Dark Knight Rises as uh, what's it? Daggett. Or whatever, oh, and yeah. you're just like, well, Bane just chokes him out and kills him. Oh my god! Like it's yeah. and Ben Mendelsohn is the caliber of actor. Like he's gonna be the big bad in Rogue One, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe like he's not that well known, but he had been doing a lot of stuff up until that he's point. And for him brilliant. to just be this random and like in the first one, like your your corporate like slime ball is gonna be Rucker Hauer. I know, like perfect. Rucker Hauer is fucking amazing. Perfect. And I don't know, it's just randomly in there. There are there are these. The the world is populated with these really really good actors, uh-huh. and then occasionally though they just they just croak, and that I don't know it works, but also I'm like oh, I wanted to see that guy do more. Yeah, what, you know the uh, YouTube series uh, uh, everything that's wrong with those there's a YouTube series that's everything's yeah. wrong with this movie or blah blah blah, but everything is wrong with Batman in sixty seconds or whatever uh, has the only thing that made me laugh about him is when he dies the narrator Ben Mendelsohn yeah when he dies uh, the the uh, the narrator of everything is wrong with Batman says, and then Bane tickles this guy in the other room. Because his death scene, if you knowing that when I watched it, it his his death sound does sound like somebody Not being laughing. tickled. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and then Bane tickles him in the other room. Uh, I that I wouldn't have thought that because when I, when watching the movie, I think, oh man. Like that sounded good. Hmm. That sounded oh, really yeah, good. No. That sound really it sounded good. like someone who's scared, like beyond scared. Yes. Where you're not even consciously making scared sounds. That's just no. You just out yeah, yeah. And we don't even hear that sound. Ever. Oh, and the other who's the other villain? The guy who's on uh, the guy who. Uh, guy with the face. You just say the guy with the face. Guy with the face. That his face, man. Is yeah. like, Wait, no, no, no. Uh, Daggett's like right hand man oh, guy. Why is his face so weird? Yeah, it looks like a. Like but I, a, lo- I love. I love that he is uh, exiled as well. Yeah. Like it. it it's it, there's a good. There's a good moment where. Uh, oh, everybody that's done wrong is going to go. Yeah. Or wrong, I guess, in, in between Talia and Bane, whoever they think should be sentenced to the ice. Um, I I like that. That was a nice turn. Mm-hmm. And watching him suffer was great. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, what's the deal with? Uh, the arc of the uh, what's 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 Anne Hathaway's goal? She wants this program that makes her disappear. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Uh, is that well? Is it believable that it didn't exist, but then Batman has it? A little. I mean, in a, in the same way of like, yeah, I created this. Um, you know, I, I pumped all these this money into clean energy. 
uh, but it could be used as a weapon. I'm going to put it away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in, if thematically for the movie, that makes sense yeah. then, because you're like, no, I have that, but it's too it's too dangerous a tool, yeah. kind of thing. So I've just kept it. Like, yeah, it's know. like every Batman tool. Yeah, and you're like, no, it's it's for me. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I found a way to you know sort of out Patriot Act the Patriot Act, and I'm going to give Lucius Fox the power to use it, but just once, just, just once. Batman destroy and then, it. But I I get it, and only I get it. <laughs> sort of. The, so that makes sense. True. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense for him to have that and to be like hoarding it. Because he's Batman. <laughs> no, it does not make sense. Okay, if you want to do this game. Sure. When he comes back to Gotham, and he announces his arrival by apparently writing in kerosene... Uh, the bat signal. The bat oh, signal fuck. on the fucking Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when he comes, he lights it. And it's like a fucking 20-foot high, 40-foot wide, flaming bat signal on top of a bridge. That's what destroys the uh, fan theory for me that Bane is on his side is Bane actually seems surprised by that. Maybe Bane did it. That's the one thing. He's just waiting for Batman and to come he, back. He, he will and he obviously has to look surprised because oh. if he doesn't all the other guys will be like Bane, did you know yeah. about this? That's the one that does solidify to me that he didn't expect Batman to come back. He didn't expect Bruce to come back. Mm-hmm. You're not taking that fan theory seriously. That's ridiculous. Uh, I, I found it interesting. But what's the point of it? Why would, oh, why would no. that be the thing? I don't I don't know. What is the point of fan theories? Do people really think they're real? Do they think that the filmmaker was like... <laughs> that That the plot device was actually uh, something, yeah. something deeper? Of course, that's all fan theories. No, but I mean, so and people, but it's real. It's not just like, let me see if I can fit these pieces together. Yeah. Ha, look at that. Yeah. Because that's what that seems like to me. Yeah, no, that's all it is. Yes, okay. yeah, I, I believe that. But I, I like that watching it with that theory, with, with that theory in mind, and then watching it again was like, oh no, that's not true. Right. This is actually part of the League of Shadows. This is actually part of chaos into pain into yeah. destruction. Which oh. I, I, I love that. Talk about pain when he talking about when Ben Mendelsohn's character dies. Oh, he's just got his hand around oh. and he says something like, just I'm, in, I'm his... in control here and he puts his open Bane puts his open palm on his, on his shoulder and he says, Do you feel in control? <laughs> oh so good. Scary as hell. <laughs> so oh good. My God. Don't you secretly don't like the shittier parts of you wish you, you had that could power? do that? Oh yeah. Like you could just like somebody mouthing off to you. You just put your open palm on their shoulder and, and wink at them. <laughs> yeah. So just good. Cower. Oh, that would be awesome. No, it uh, wouldn't be awesome, but sometimes no, it would no. be awesome. Um, uh, shit. I stopped taking notes at this point because we'd watched three movies in a row. Are they worth watching in a row? No. Does, does, no, don't no, do yeah, definitely no. not. So time, much. I, love, I love the time, the time in between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, the time for us in real life made it seem like it was much later as opposed to watching it seconds later and thinking well there's like years right mm-hmm. is there years eight, years. Years. eight, eight years. years uh it doesn't feel that way when you watch it yeah. second after in that and that ruined it a little for me yeah um, i think i think batman begins and the dark knight can be watched pretty yeah. well back to back and yeah. you just feel like oh it's a continuation yeah. it's good but then when you go from dark knight to dark knight rises like take a night yeah you're take do a it. night. it's a whole new it's a whole new story it's a whole mm-hmm. new story yeah. it's not like the two it's not uh quantum of solace and uh skyfall need to be watched i think that was a, one of the downfalls of skyfall was uh people talking about james bond then. yeah people forgot what happened in quantum quantum of solace when those two are those two movies are like part one part two and they need to be connected in a way 
but then the years in between them made people confused. This one, I love the time. I love the time in between them because it's a whole new experience. Between Gotham, the second and the third. Yeah. And Gotham's new in a way. Like the way they made Gotham look in Batman Begins was a tiny little thing with this island in the middle that is the Narrows and all this. But then Dark Knight Rises, it's New York. Like the skyline, every scene is New York. It's a different city yeah. all of a sudden, which I, I love that. I love that they move, they kind of, they took you on that journey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it all spawns from us watching all three of them in a row. Yeah. Which we, we did, we fared pretty well. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't hate the last one by the last one because of time. Should we rewatch them on different days and then do another podcast? Let's re-edit them. Totally fresh start. <laughs> but then we can compare. <laughs> Let's re-edit them Memento style and put them all backwards and watch it again. Oh yeah. Um, is that his first? Is that so the last scene would just be him stealing an arrowhead from a little girl? <laughs> I'm just like wow. Weird. Finders keepers. Oh, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're a fucking rich asshole. <laughs> uh, any other super pressing? Any more theories? Anything else? No, not particular. You know, it's it's funny because I I felt like once we got towards the end of Dark Knight Rise, and part of it was watching it all, watching these all day, but a part of it was that. Um, the, um, I think, yeah. So I, th- I think the, the last bit where, you know, where he's healing himself and, you know, making his little like rise and going up and up and up, um, for some reason, and I don't know why exactly yet necessarily, but it felt unearned at that point. Mm-hmm. Like him, I'm like, all he had to do, it was sort of like, I don't know. It felt a little Peter Pan of like, all you have to do is, <coughs> you know, believe in yourself. You have to give yourself that that fear again of death or whatever. And that's, and that's it really. You just got to be afraid to die. And then that, that's what makes you jump to that next rock yeah. where you can get out. I'm like, how come all these other guys can't do it then? Yeah. I'm you sure. know what I mean? Like there's, that didn't feel, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that. That's all it was, was like, Oh, you just gotta, you have to be afraid. You have to, you know, tap it, into that again. Well, like, everybody knows that story. I know he says Bane wouldn't want this story told in his prison. But everybody knows the story of the unroped child yeah. Yeah. that did it. But nobody's willing to try it, or or we missed all the times that people did try it. There's a, there's a pile, <laughs> yeah. of, a pile of like yeah, <laughs> splatted humans. Well, and I think also with that, like it's it's weird that they pay so much attention to that, to like his personal journey out of prison, basically at mm-hmm. the end of the third one. Because at that point, one of the things that's great about these iterations of Batman is that Bruce Wayne is not. By the third movie, he's not a sympathetic character. Like, I don't care about his well-being. Right, anymore. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's capable of, like, regular shitty feelings. Uh, and he's a person. And that's great. So, like, to ask me to, like, really give a shit about him, like, overcoming this thing at the end is, like, I don't know. I, I'm over it. Yeah. And I, and I thought we were supposed to be over it. It's only if you love, if you as a viewer love Gotham. Like it's, it, you've, you've compared it to your own community. Like you have to compare it to your own community. I know exactly. Well, that's the idea, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah totally. That, that would be the idea. Yeah. So you have to compare. Like you have to be in your own mind about what would happen if our city was somehow sequestered into this chaos. Right, right. And, uh, and oh, thank God, Batman came back. Although uh, most characters in the movie seem excited that this happened to the city. At least they make it look like that. Yeah. They want to make it look like the villains are excited. Uh, but. Uh, uh, we're almost out of time. The 
the end, we touched on it already this episode. The end is uh, the prophecy coming true. Alfred's prophecy. Oh, coming the Goodwill Hunting ending. Ending. <laughs> so the bad. like so Ben bad. Affleck. Like, oh, I have this thing. someday, someday you just won't be there. <laughs> And then, oh, you know what I mean? It. It's actually it exactly the same ending that as Interstellar, ending. except it's Christian Bale instead of Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Well, yeah, really. I, 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 that disappointed me. I'd rather him died, because that was the whole point, right? Yeah. He was accept- He would die for this. Yeah. But then Batman is an absolute, and Robin can take that on. Like, that's yeah. that's badass. But, that's all, but, now he, but now Bruce Wayne is anonymous. The, one of the richest people in the world is anonymous in Florence. Yeah. And hanging has, out with Catwoman, whatever. <laughs> just like, uh, all right, they made it work. They made that happen. That that was really disappointing to me uh, because I didn't care. They could have ended the movie with him dying, and I and I probably would have cared more. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the prophecy. That prophecy is the one that should have came true. Uh, this is Jamie and Travis ruin awesome movies. <laughs> uh, sorry, we talk shit about a movie we actually really like. Um, and uh, what do we have? We don't have anything coming up. Make sure you turn the volume up. Uh, we we are. Uh, Come on, brother. I can't. I want to listen to it. No. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wearing headphones with awesome music playing in the background. <laughs> don't listen to that. Uh, we're gonna be back with more movies uh, occasionally because we like doing this. We did discuss uh, Die Hard at one point. I don't want to give that away. But we might talk about Bruce Willis's last good movies, in my opinion. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, these. this episode was brought to us. Thank you to the Roxy. Uh, and 718 how, South Higgins. Go uh, check them out. They show awesome movies. They show awesome movies that you might not see, or you literally won't see anywhere else in the theater. And they show a lot of older movies that you won't see, that it'd be your first chance. I just saw, I went and watched the... Uh, remaster of The Shining when it was at um, the Roxy and that was amazing because we were all too young to have seen it in the theater. Yeah, I saw the Halloween and The Thing over the course of October So, and I was super happy that I got to do like this John Carpenter thing. Yes. It was awesome. And they, they love to explore uh, important movies. They love to explore everything. Uh, <coughs> but they also have big movies as well. You can go see The Avengers there too if you want. Is that it? I think that's yeah. it. We did it. Migsy, thank you for coming. Thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you. Yeah. This with you more. Totally. Uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye.